0: He said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> <laughs> unhinged. That's actually unhinged. Hello and welcome to the very last episode of She's All Batch for the 2022 calendar year. My name is
1: Stephanie. Wow, what an intro. My name is Jackie, and <laughs> and you know what? Oh no, no, ahead. I have nothing else to say. Go ahead.
0: Oh okay. Well, I was going to tell our listeners, Jackie, that we don't care if they're here for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Do you?
1: No, I think, actually, I'm just happy that they're here in general. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what we do here. We talk shit about our favorite show. Woo! So why don't you join us? Yes. Wow. (laughs) I love that we are switching it up for the last episode of the year. Talk to you next year, even though you'll still listen to this whole episode. Yeah, and I feel like people are are audibly
0: yelling at their... um, in their cars because they didn't know that this was going to be the last one of the year because we are taking one break. I'm like, well, they must have
1: assumed. Like, that would
0: be a lot. We'll explain a little bit later how you can get your She's All Badge
1: fixed. But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: this is a really long intro, so let's get to the show. Let's get to it. All
1: right, guys, let's creep. Ooh, I like
0: how you're changing I'm it up. I'm switching
1: it up. Yeah, exactly. You know, Tis the season to change things it up. It really is. Tis the damn season. So okay, what do we have?
0: We have obviously Chris Harrison has announced that he is going to be releasing a podcast. It's called the most dramatic podcast ever with Chris Harrison. And before we get into the many thoughts we have, we're just going to play mm-hmm. a little clip from his trailer because he released the trailer that of the podcast of what's to come.
1: Yes, I think it's dropping in the beginning of January, the first episode.
2: I have not spoken publicly for two years about this, and I have a lot of thoughts, and I've, I think about this every day, truly. Every day of my life, I think about this and what I want to say and how important it is that I speak to everyone for the first time. So it's heavy. It's really heavy. Um, We'll see how it goes. (laughs)
1: Lol. Uh, there's so much to unpack here. Well, the the full trailer is a minute long, but
0: I there's mm-hmm. so like there's so much to unpack in just a minute long trailer. Usually a trailer is a few minutes. I actually think from a marketing perspective, this trailer is genius. It ends totally. with him saying, "Welcome to the most dramatic podcast ever. I'm Chris Harrison. It's time. I think it's time we talk." And I was like, "Whoa. It kind of feels like a scary movie a little bit. Like what are you about to reveal?" And that's where it ends. So marketing perspective genius
1: yes but (laughs) i think this is a situation where the first episode is going to be huge especially if in that first episode he does address some of the controversy that caused him to go away for two years but i don't know like clearly that's not what the whole podcast is going to be about i think he'll talk about it in the first episode and then we don't know what he's going to talk about in the episodes to come but i think it's going to be a situation where everyone's going to tune in for the first one and like then what? And then also, he says he's going to address this. I don't know what more there is to say from him. What can he possibly say? Okay.
0: I completely agree with every single thing you just said. I feel like this is going to be a complete bait and switch. It actually reminded yeah. me of Bachelors in the City. When Peter Weber first released his podcast, his first episode was all about how he had sex with Hannah and how he felt after mm-hmm. the book. And it was, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this podcast? This is crazy. And everyone tuned in and probably subscribed. And then like the second episode was like, our 10 favorite bars where dudes like to go to get beer. And it's like, this is not why I signed up. I don't want to listen to this shit. So I feel like he's using, well, first of all, the title is implying that it's going to be about The Bachelor. I wholeheartedly feel that it's not going to be about The Bachelor at all.
1: Right. And if it's not, I don't care. Like right. I personally don't care what Chris Harrison's opinions are. Like I don't know what he would talk about, pop culture stuff or just like his opinions on things. I don't really Well, we have the press release which can give us some more insight. Okay, perfect. So it's his long-awaited podcast
0: original. I I have not been waiting. I did not know this I wasn't was, waiting no. either. Uh for decades Chris was the voice of all things love and relationships from Fantasy Suites to Dumpster Fires. He's seen it all and now he's bringing it to you with the most dramatic podcast ever with Chris Harrison. Fans can expect to hear Chris open up Like, never before, using his unparalleled expertise, he will dig into all things relationships every week. Fans will no longer just be going along for the ride. They'll be up close and personal with Chris as he navigates through dating, marriage, loss, love, and more. This is a relationship podcast. This is not a Bachelor podcast.
1: You know what it's giving? It's giving Nick Vile writing that stupid book. (laughs) It's like, you are writing the wrong book. You are making the wrong podcast. Like, I do not want to hear dating advice from Chris Harrison. Let's not forget, guys, he was a host of a dating show. He did not participate in said dating show. He's been married and divorced, and now I think, I'm not sure if him and Lauren are remarried. They're engaged. They're, I know they are. Wait, are up. they?
0: I have not been keeping I don't, up. I
1: don't think they're, I haven't really been keeping up. I saw they got engaged a while back. I don't know if they've literally gotten married yet, but they could have more privately, who knows. Um, But I don't really see what makes him a relationship expert. Because let us not forget. As he was hosting The Bachelor, he was not there to encourage a love story. Like, he's a host of a reality show that ruins people's lives. I would honestly want to hear more about, like, producing a crazy reality show than I would about dating and relationships. I need to organize my thoughts because everything
0: you're saying, I'm like, yes, I have a point. Yes, 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 yes. Like, I've literally, we've never been so parallel in our in our opinions. I know,
1: seriously. Also, something to note just before you say that, um, when he left The Bachelor, he was given a $10 million payout deal, and I'm assuming that comes with some sort of NDA. So I don't think he's going to say anything about the show, really.
0: At first, people said that it was a much bigger payout, but then it Turned out that it was $10 million. Chris has not confirmed or denied that, but that's pretty much roughly what it was. 1,000% that comes with a lifelong mm-hmm. ironclad NDA. And I understand that people aren't in the know about the back, ground logistics as much as we are but when i was on tiktok i was getting so frustrated because literally the comments were like yes it's been two years his nda is up like chris is not someone that went home episode three of like juan pablo's season why are we he he is a part of every single fucking season and he was a producer he knows the ins and outs of every single thing with this show there is no way Mm -hmm. in hell he's allowed to say anything of value what i think he will say is what happened to him post-show, which I think could be looked at as somewhat interesting. I mean, this man Mm -hmm. went from having a job for 20 years, was very beloved, to very non-beloved, and did not have a job. And he literally had the perfect life, essentially.
1: I mean, think about what his job was. Like, No, I know, the easiest job in the world. Easiest
0: job in the world. You had it for 20 years. Everyone loved you. You didn't have to do all that much from what we saw, obviously. So I think, like him saying... I have not spoken about this publicly for two years. I think about this
1: every single day. That's probably the darkness he felt post-show. Yeah, but hasn't he spoken on that? Like, I just don't know what more there is to... Like, he, you know, he, he apologized at the time. What more is there to say than what he's already said? Nothing has changed. Did you see you his know what I mean?
0: robotic apology on GMA after the uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. did, like, the Instagram apology, but then he was, like, on GMA, and it was the... For someone as professional as Chris, it was the most rehearsed. Like, he might have been reading, like, actual cue cards. It was horrible. And Mm -hmm. everyone's like, this is, like, I am very sorry to Rachel Lindsay. Like, you couldn't even fake it. Like, it was really bad. So maybe he wants to give more of an authentic, like, look, this is my side of the story. I am still very apologetic. And this is how I've been living my life for the past year two years you guys right. have been keeping up with me for 20 years no one's heard from me for two years this is how my life has been
1: and in that sense i'm curious me to too. hear i'm gonna what, definitely listen. what has been going on yeah but the thing is like i'm gonna listen to that episode only and then never listen again that's the thing
0: i'm looking forward to getting this off my shoulders and repairing this and moving forward this is for sure the most dramatic podcast ever because i couldn't release a tell-all because my nda won't allow me this is the closest thing to it. Because one, does who does anyone know how to Google trademark phrases? Because I was looking up if most dramatic ever is a trademarked phrase. I would assume it is, I can't find it.
1: See, I don't know if it is though, because there's other pod, so I was Googling this too to see, um, there's another podcast called like Rosebuds, the most dramatic podcast ever. Okay,
0: so my reason in, in asking though is, I feel like ABC had to have okayed this, whether or not it's it's trademarked or not. I feel like it's mm-hmm. not like Mike Fleiss woke up and, and heard the news for the first time along with us. Like, ABC right. definitely was in on it, had an okay. Like, I'm pretty sure when people write tell-alls, they have to just give them a heads up that it's coming out. Like, I don't think you could just blindside them. Since they've okayed it or have been somewhat in the loop, that even further makes me feel like there's not going to be any real tea. Like I don't think he's going to be like you won't believe what we did to Ben Higgins to get him to say I love you to both right. girls on his season. Like
1: there's not going to be any of that. No. I I've if I I could bet so much money, lots of things that there's none of that. I in no way think there will be. And I do think there's a difference though between like ABC like giving ABC just a heads up like hey, FYI, I'm making a podcast versus like them being involved in it cuz I guess we don't really know the extent to which they're involved. I don't think they're involved, but I think no, he probably sent Mike Fleiss a quick little email and was like, hey, I'm doing right, this. Right, but like,
0: again, whether or not it's trademarked, by putting most dramatic ever, you're implying that it's a Bachelor podcast. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's false advertising. As we can tell, it's not going to be about the it's Bachelor. Not. So here are some of the comments. I mean, Ben Higgins mm-hmm. writes, I'll subscribe, listen, and follow. So pumped for this. Chris writes back, thank you, my friend. Truly appreciate it. You know, at some point, we'll be talking. Is Ben going to come on Chris's podcast? Perhaps Ben can Probably. tell him about some other great podcasts like ours because he's our best friend. Mm-hmm. J.P. Rosenbaum, hell yes. Claire Crawley, sign me up. Tenley, excited. Alexis Waters, Lace Morris, Nick Peterson, Zach Clark. Caitlin Bristow, you know I could be a dramatic if you ever need a guest. Congrats, you will crush this. Chris writes back, thanks, Caitlin. I hope you're feeling better. I know you have a hot nurse taking care of you. Okay, wait. I'm pretty sure. Maybe
1: she was just sick or something. She has COVID. referring to Jason. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That took me a second.
0: (laughs) Trista Sutter, Raven, Bob Guinea, Julie LaPlaca, which was that producer that people thought was dating Pilot Pete. Do you
1: remember Julie? Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. I remember.
0: Yeah, so people seem to be very supportive of Chris. I just feel like this is going to be a bait and switch, and I'm curious to see what happens. I will definitely be tuning in for the first episode Second episode, that's subjective.
1: Yeah. Did you see, though, that the trailer made, like, top episodes? I'm not surprised. In the charts. Yeah. So. But that's what I think episode one's going to be, too. Yeah, exactly. And then never again. I just, it's just like he's making the wrong podcast. I don't want to hear about Chris Harrison's dating advice.
0: I mean, maybe it's going to be like he's going to talk about his divorce and like it could be advice for people going through divorces and then he could talk about how he's in a new relationship and then advice for people. What if it's like a, te- a memoir without The
1: Bachelor stuff? It's like Chris Harrison's life. Minus oh. the huge chunk of his, like the pinnacle of his career. Like I'm not interested. Those are
0: the chapters I skip in the memoirs. Like when they talk about their, growing up i'm going get to when you were on the show right exactly so
1: we'll see we will see i guess I
0: um i mean do we think he's going to issue another like it are the names rachel Lindsay, rachel kirkconnell matching i think like, in the
1: first episode do you think yeah that
0: he's going to actually call them out by name and like either apologize and like
1: re-apologize i think maybe I, to me that's my understanding of like what addressing it is but that's why i'm like well You've already done that, so like, what more can be said? He's like, yeah, but you guys didn't accept me when I first apologized, so so I'm trying again, and it's like, okay, thank you. So I don't know. I'm here to hear. I'm here to hear
0: what he has to say.
1: So yeah, I think the first episode will be juicy.
0: Juicy down a few notches, though. Like it's like um. Yeah,
1: I guess what's the word to like? What's that? I don't know. I'm intrigued.
0: Juicy, but what's that drink that's like? a hint of watermelon, but it's like, it doesn't really taste like watermelon. That's what I think it's going to be. Well,
1: some of them are called Hint. That's like one brand, but like a LaCroix. LaCroix, yeah, yeah. This is going to be
0: LaCroix. Like, it's not going to be juicy, but it's going to taste fine. Like, you're going to want to take a sip. Sure. But you're not going to like,
1: chug it. And I'm not going to buy a whole case. No. And should we trademark it? That's a really great analogy. One singular LaCroix. Okay. Okay. Moving on. So, Nick discussed we talked about this a week or two ago about nick johnny and natalie all being in the same room together at the people's choice awards and nick talked about it on his podcast and he said some things that i thought were intriguing here is the first thing that he said about the whole situation because we discussed it and we were trying to figure out like with the comments and everything we're like what does it mean so
2: i had like a car service waiting for me so i'm like johnny do you know how you're gonna get there he's like no i'm like well just ride with us Nice. So the mm-hmm. three of us went there, and uh, we went back to my trailer. That's when we took... Like a little trio. The selfie. Yeah. And well, we nice. were having some fun, and uh, then I posted it, and... Um, the world went nope. wild. Internet exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny's like... I, and then we got in the car, and uh, I'm like, Johnny, you got to comment something good. Uh, well, and then and then Natalie uh, commented, uh, still Team, team Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> While well, we were in the car with Johnny... And then I told Johnny us to comment something good. And then he's like, uh, then he commented, I'm still not doing your podcast. Oh, and, then wow. I, and then I replied, chicken shit. We're all in the car while this is happening. <laughs> oh, together. I love it. I really wanted, I, what I really wanted to comment was, uh, like, this is all fake. You know, just to fuck yeah. with people. Yeah. Because, I mean, all, in all seriousness, like, it's just not that serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I understand, obviously, there was definitely some hurt feelings between victoria and johnny but i i think people forget that like people can still be friends and move on and and still like be cool and
0: this annoys me so much wait i was getting my nick anxiety that i get when he talks because he (laughs) is loving himself he's like so yeah i had a car service then i have my vip trailer like he loves himself so much it like literally makes my stomach turn and like It's not that serious. That's news to me, because it was very fucking serious on the show. And all of these podcast episodes where people are crying and and throwing Mm -hmm. serious allegations at one another, those were all serious. But now, I feel like he's addicted to the social media attention. You know how it's like the dopamine hit that people Mm -hmm. have, like, analyzed that people could be addicted to social media? I think Nick is, like, genuinely addicted.
1: That, like, he's like, let's just fuck with people, because then I get so many likes... And I love it. Yeah, well, I'm, like, surprised that he would say out loud, this is all fake. Because, you know, like, we dissected this whole thing. I had said, you know, maybe maybe it is all fake. Maybe they are just fucking with us, whatever. But for him to say it out loud, it's like, dude, this is your livelihood. You are cashing in on the fact that millions of people think it's not all fake. And they're tuning into your podcast. It's just a weird thing. It's like, how cocky do you have to be to be, like, exposing the secrets of your industry like this the limit does not i just didn't like it because he's cashing in on the fact that we're sitting over here analyzing with all of our listeners what does it mean and he's like yeah it's all fake we don't even fucking care i'm just like commenting shit and his comments are kind of alluding to the fact that like johnny doesn't necessarily
0: care that she's moved on with greg but like he does care i don't think that part's true I think the part that he's saying is fake is that, like, the commenting, them all sitting in the car together, like, writing back and forth to egg on the story. Yeah,
1: I think what he's saying is fake is, like, him even having a problem with Johnny. Like, clearly, that relationship between Johnny and Victoria was real, and feelings were very hurt on both sides. But I think Nick being able to just, like, be with Johnny and be cool, he's like, guys, it's, like, not that deep. He did say something else that I thought was very interesting about Johnny coming on his... Podcast, and I want you to hear it.
2: It was never a feud, and then we were just kind of—I don't know. We were, I, I came in in the middle of the show. The show had not in the middle of the show. The show had just started, and then uh Johnny had mentioned that you know his DMs are kind of crazy right now, and he had a bunch of people. He's its like half the people like want me to come on your podcast. <laughs> Other people tell me not to do it, and I said, "Well." as a friend, I don't think you should come on. (laughs) But I'd love to have you come on. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome anytime. You know, I just said, like, you've already done two. You've already done two, and unless you have something new to say. And, like, you know, I just...
1: Why would he tell Johnny not to go on his, his podcast if not for wanting to further protect Victoria? Because in Nick's situation, if Nick is a neutral moderator, just a guy who hosts a podcast, Johnny going on his podcast would be cha-ching, money in his pocket. Mm -hmm. So why would he say that unless he's like, no, Johnny, I think you need to, like, shut the fuck up now. Oh, yeah, no one wants to hear from you. You've already done two. Like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, no, Johnny has not said all that needs to be said. I still have questions. I would like Johnny to have another public platform to discuss these things after the Victoria and Greg interview. Because remember, all of Johnny's Mm -hmm. interviews were before the show had even aired on TV and seen the public reaction and before victoria and greg spoke i'd like to hear what johnny has to say now but nick's like no 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 it's all it's all don't do it don't do it yeah
0: nick as a journalist you can't you can't think of any questions you have for johnny now because i i could think of 10 off the top of my head i have head. a
1: million yeah so it's just like it it felt to me like he was trying to shut johnny up Ooh, is he silencing him or was he silenced <laughs> he is silencing him Right? What other, what other way can you interpret that? Because if Nick was truly neutral, he'd be like, yeah, dude, come on the podcast. So you're saying Nick's trying to protect Victoria?
0: Yes. 100%. I agree. Yeah. But we are very, like, you and me, parallel. We are on it today. We might as well yeah. be one brain. Exactly. Okay. Um. And wait, you know, no, I'm not done. I need to, I'm just, you know, blooming through my thoughts right now. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like... Ugh. First and foremost, they said conflicting things about the see you next Tuesday thing. I want you to just say, like we've said, on the spot, Johnny, she said you went to therapy, the therapist said this. What is your response to mm-hmm, that? Right. None of this, like, editing out ABC bullshit. Like, tell us the real story. It's like when you want to catch a liar, so you put them both on the phone together, and like, okay, go ahead, talk. The truth will come right, out. exactly. Truth and time tells all. So Exactly. Thank you, Justin
1: Bobby. Thank you. Um... So, Johnny, come on our podcast. I mean, he won't. We are here to air your side of the story. Why won't he? Well, I guess he's Why contract. Why won't he? All right. Because of the contract? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Oh, well, in time. And I think or- ABC will for
0: sure try to get him to go on Paradise again next year because they always want the person that, like, like, lace. Like, mm-hmm. you had a messy breakup. You got engaged on the show. Let's bring her back. Everyone likes to root for the person again. So I'm sure he'll go back. So I don't think we'll have Johnny <laughs> in the near future.
1: Nick's really our only hope. Right. And he's literally saying, nah, I think it's good, dude. He's like, I have too much money.
0: Just stay home.
1: Right. Like, literally said no one ever. Yeah. So dumb. So it's very peculiar. And I'm sure Victoria's like, don't you dare have him. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not right. Johnny needs to speak now. So, Johnny, when you're ready and when ABC will let you, come talk to us. Yeah, we will not silence you. Moving on so
0: wah, wah, Zach's like promo was revealed and <sighs> it was fine <laughs> I think that should be his tagline he'll be
1: fine you
0: know yeah I <laughs> he's, know. Good. he's he's okay sure um what did you see it and what are your thoughts
1: um my thoughts are yes I saw it and I don't care yeah he is so be nice it's just like I am being nice. Well, we'll see. It's so crazy that like he has a professional production team and whole crew around, and their everyone's goal is to make him look like a desirable bachelor in this promo. Like this is his promo. They're playing up to his strengths and I just like No, they did a good job. Couldn't But yeah, but I couldn't nothing. I didn't see him differently in any way. I did. And I think people did. Really?
0: I think the pairing with the uh i want someone to love me i actually again gonna coming from a marketing perspective great choice of a song really thought that was cute it ties in like something more like current and it made him look cool he's doing silly faces at the camera it kind of like reminded me of like britney spears behind the music videos like when she would like look at the camera Ugh. and make a silly face
1: don't get me started on britney i know right we have now. to talk it's about very a touchy second. subject
0: but like okay. i feel like people were like oh maybe he has a sense of humor maybe he has a personality he'll be fine um Right, exactly. He'll be fine. So they released a poster. He's like standing. It looks like he's standing in a cornfield or something. But he looks mm-hmm. cute. He looks a lot better than I remember. And the caption is uh, "Tis the season for Mister Right Reasons." Now, I don't think that's his official tagline. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I know around the holidays, ABC likes to like release like holiday ones. So I don't mm-hmm. think I think this is a like Christmas holiday season tagline I don't think this is a, his official if it's his official I'm kind of wishy-washy because like isn't that kind of implying that everyone else wasn't there for the right reasons like tis the season for Mr. Right Reasons what about like everyone else
1: oh see I think Mr. Right Reasons is fine I mean I think it's a little it's at least self-aware that like yeah you're right most people are not there for the right reasons it's the tis the season for me because this is gonna be in January that's what I'm saying and the I holiday think this is, season is over I think I'm is, like
0: I don't this is his holiday one they did it yeah, for like yeah, they yeah. were
1: like with Nick they're like Old St. Nick. They do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, But I think the Mr. Right Reasons is fine. Yeah, okay. It's kind of funny to me that they're kind of like trying to brand him as like this old good American Midwest like country boy. I'm like when he's from Orange County, California. With like the corn and fields in the background, it's like he's not Chris Soules. He's not some like country boy farmer. Wait, speaking of. I feel like they don't know what Zach is. Zach is whatever you like make him to be once again malleable malleable like i was just are you
0: in my brain this is weird <laughs> uh, speaking of chris souls you know that tiktok trend that's like i put something in the glass what glass the little uh, yeah yeah got it i close the door which door i think that we could do a trend with chris souls and it's like chris souls explaining to us how corn works <laughs> and cuz we like have he could tell us for a half hour what he does for He's a living tried. and we yeah. still have no clue so i think we should um contact chris and maybe do something
1: and recreate that sound every time okay. i every time i hear that sound i think of it that like that's really it. that's you, the first thing that goes to your mind is this is chris souls explaining corn to yeah. Me. yeah yeah okay <laughs> do you have a problem with that um no okay He's like, I put the kernel in the ground. What which ground? ground? <laughs> the ground in Iowa. Got it. <laughs> and then there's sweet corn. What? Wait, which corn? <laughs> I don't know. The corn that I put in the ground. What is wrong
0: with you? That's great.
1: Didn't he say there's sweet corn in a different corn? Yeah, I don't know. Because when we asked for corn, he was like, but do you want sweet corn? I'm like, I thought that was the only corn.
0: And then he said something about blue corn, and then he's going to ship it. But then, like, you have to worry about shipping time. Oh, yeah. Blue corn would
1: be cool. But then
0: he's also the HR manager. He wears several hats. We should get him on again. He's a business owner. Maybe he'll call right now. Yeah. As Chris does. Okay, moving on. um, Last week, we did a pop culture ramble. And this week, we're not going to do that. But we do want to talk about one story, non-Bachelor related, that I think has been getting a lot of attention.
1: I'm... As of right now, on December 21st, very, 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 very concerned about Britney Spears. And I think it has been made very clear that she is not free. And we don't know if that is because there is something medical going on with her or mentally going on with her or if like the people that are in her life are still controlling her, but I'm very concerned. Have you followed any of this at all? I'm like deep in Britney's not free TikTok.
0: Okay, I it comes up. I watch for a like a minute or two, but I don't think anyone has sold me on it yet. Because they're like, one video is her ex showing up to her wedding and he's like, Where's Britney? Where's Britney? But they're setting up the wedding and then someone's comment is like, what bride is just dilly dallying around at the venue the day of her wedding? She's not there. She's getting ready. But the video is supposed to be like This was a fake wedding. She wasn't even there. But that's, Mm -hmm. but it's during the day. Like, they're just, it's people setting up for the wedding. Why would Britney be there? I just feel like nothing has sold me. I do think it's weird, like, where the fuck is she? She said she was going to New York and then no paparazzi has taken any photos of her publicly. That's weird. But other than that, no one has sold me on this conspiracy theory that, like, she's, being held against her will. Well, so
1: a couple things regarding the wedding. So I don't, so they had the literal wedding, but then when they filed to literally get married, they filed it in a certain, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but in the state of California, you can have a certain type of marriage where one person doesn't have to literally be there to like sign the marriage documents. And they have that. Britney literally wasn't there when they legally got married. So that's one thing. And then two, have you seen all the videos of like, all these things of her dancing and stuff, but like, it's like glitchy because people think she's in front of a green screen. I guess I
0: have seen it, but again, I watch it over and over. They slow it down. I'm like, show me where it's glitching. I, I just don't think. Yeah. I just don't think anyone sold me. If you see a TikTok and you think it sells you on the fact that something's going on send it to me because
1: there's a lot so like I think people wa- were at first seeing like this marriage stuff and things are really sketchy about the marriage and the fact that like the most famous people at the wedding like Drew Barrymore, Paris Hill, and Selena Gomez all immediately went to the late night circuit to then push the narrative of the wedding but like so that the whole thing is very strange and combined with all the green screen stuff people are like where the fuck is she like is she okay like is this woman alive like this is all old footage her husband also too posted like a video for her birthday but it's all him getting everything ready for her birthday and at the very end it's like here you go and she's like thank you so much baby i love you you." and And it sounds like i'm like that's (laughs) not her voice that's not britney where the fuck is she so no one had literally seen her and people were like is this woman taken somewhere and then um perez hilton a few days ago posted a tiktok that was like i talked to someone in the industry who is my friend and they told me what's going on with britney and like I believe my friend and it's bad, but he said he's not going to say anything because putting it out there would actually be more harmful to Britney than good. And Dumois confirmed the same story. What? So now if people are like, what the actual fuck?
0: But legally, right. can, I mean, she was legally released from her conservatorship. So like, she right. has to be like, what, Kidnapped? She can't be held legally against her will anymore.
1: You can hold anyone against their will because it's against their will. Like, if someone's like, <laughs> like, you just take them. You know what I mean? Like, people get kidnapped all the time and that, they're not in a conservatorship. Like, guess, it's just...
0: How are they... Be- like, I feel like with the conservatorship, they... Her team benefited because she still had to perform. They were still making money off of her. Mm-hmm. They were kind of, like, using her to work so then they all got money. Yeah.
1: If she's literally being held captive, she's not working. Right, but she still has so much money. There's still, like, an estate that is Britney Spears. Millions and millions of dollars that people can benefit off of.
0: Going back to the wedding and the, the famous girls that were at the wedding, I don't think Paris Hilton would lie to me.
1: I do. Sorry. No offense. I do think she would lie to me. I don't think you. she would
0: stand there. Because they're saying that Britney wasn't even there. And all those famous people stood around nobody and looked at nobody and, and made, like, kissy faces and smiles. I'm like, Paris wouldn't do that to me. She wouldn't lie. And Paris was, like, genuinely besties with her. She'd be like, where's my best friend? Why are we pretending to post? You're
1: putting a lot of faith in Miss Paris Hilton. I don't know if we can assume that. And I don't, even, I don't even know if I'm subscribing to the theory that she literally wasn't at the wedding. I just think, like, the whole wedding itself is so... Sketchy. and a lot of the pictures are not like official like none of the pictures look nice it's literally just like her in the dress with her husband with like shit in the background it's like people were debating that the pictures from the wedding were not necessarily from the wedding day they were from the day she went to try on the dress with donatella versace this
0: this is making me this is making me scared now
1: <laughs> it hurts my head no that's what i'm saying like it's it's crazy And there's a lot of theories rolling around. Um, Some of them are like really out there. Some of them are a little bit more reasonable. Like maybe she just mentally is unwell because she's been through a lot of trauma and she's trying to get help for it and obviously like doesn't want people to know that because then people would want to put her back in the conservatorship if she, but it's like understandable that she would mentally not be okay after all of that stuff. Um, So I don't know. After hearing from Perez, the fact that he's like, I'm not going to say anything because it would be more harmful to Britney for people to know this. That's why I'm like, maybe she really just is like unwell herself and she's trying to get help and so she doesn't want people to know where she is. Maybe.
0: And just confirming, that, guys, me makes we're like sense. literally talking about conspiracy theories that we have zero information on. We're not saying yeah. anything is true or not.
1: We're just... Mm-hmm. Speculating and talking about it, and just a girl scrolling TikTok. This is what the people are saying. Mm. But um, if you get into a deep hole, like it goes really dark really quickly. It's crazy the theories people have out there. Although Perez Hilton was saying a lot of the theories, or almost all the theories, are not are like not what it is. So that's why I'm like maybe the answer is more simple that she's just trying to like get help for herself. What if she's in
0: like a some type of rehab and they don't want to publicly announce that? So instead. They're doing this to, but cover- then they're gonna
1: keep posting fake videos of her. Yeah, that's weird. It's just like the whole thing's weird. And then she posted on her own birthday the whole thing. Oh, with Jamie she did a whole post towards Jamie Lynn. I'm like, yeah, that's what? weird. All of it's weird. That's the thing where it's just like no one really knows what's going on.
0: What's weird is that they could just, if this is all not true, Brittany could just go live on Instagram and be like, guys, I'm right here. Like, it's not true.
1: Look where I am and, like, walk. Right, exactly. She could go live and be like, hey, like, thank you for worrying about me. Mm. I'm just, like, going through something right now, but I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting the help I need. Like, mm. thank you. Love you. But she, but she hasn't. She doesn't fucking go live. No one has seen her. It's weird that she said that she was
0: going to New York and then no one sees her in New York.
1: Well, I don't th- – I think that was just a lie. She wasn't going to New York.
0: When was the last time you
1: saw Britney anywhere besides her living room? Like, I, I – I, Right. She's never walking outside – ever. No, sometimes she'll post on her Instagram about like being in Hawaii or something. Or as of right now, she's saying she's in Mexico. But no one knows. So yeah, I don't know. And obviously, like, it's impossible to watch and read every single possible theory. But I just like, it doesn't feel good. And Britney posted as recently as last night. And it's like, what she posts, what she's posting. She posted, go to her Instagram. She posted three different things, but they're all just, they're eerie. So the last thing she posted, it's like a weird video of her, like this. It's basically, you can see, she's naked, but you can see from like her neck up. And the caption is, I'm marking my eyes. I've changed my name to Brooklyn. Psst, this is before I got wet in the shower. And then the next one is just like her with a hat in the shower. And then she... This was her in the shower with water on her. And she's like, I'm posting these from Mexico. Honestly, I have no idea why, but I can see better. I was in the shower for two hours, but we can't reveal our bodies now. There's something about shooting in water. Wanted to see my eyes. Okay. These, look, these sound like someone that's unwell. Right. But it's like, is it her posting? Is it someone else posting trying to make us think that she's unwell? And then she posted this video of her dancing in Mexico, quote unquote, but it's so dark you can't even see if it's literally her. And then all the other photos of her literal face, you can't see where she is.
0: She's saying she's in Mexico. Can you please read the next Mm -hmm. one? I just read it. The caption.
1: Instagram doesn't like posts of people revealing their bodies anymore, so here's a selfie of me in Mexico. Mom and dad, I crossed the border and I made it. After no coffee for 15 years. Mom, we can go have coffee together now. I'm treated as an equal. Let's have coffee and talk about it. Right. Like, what what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it seems like it's a post reaching out to her mom, being like, hey, mom, some time has passed. I'm ready to talk to you about all the shit that's gone on. So here's
0: a selfie of me in the shower to get your attention. Just call your mom. I feel like this. She. This is someone that's unwell. This is actually. Is this not giving you like? I don't know if this is. I don't want to be insensitive, but this is reminding me of when the media was following Amanda Bynes's every move and every last. Yes. No.
1: People are. A lot okay. of people are comparing. Well, it to every Amanda last
0: Bynes. tweet Amanda wrote, and she had like this like endless stream of consciousness thoughts like i have enough coffee and we're gonna do this and these are my eyes in the shower and i'm really hot i'm standing mm-hmm. here for two hours like it's like random thoughts this feels like someone needs to right. intervene okay these posts scream less i'm being held captive and scream more i i need i need help i need someone to intervene and help me i don't think she's being held against her will
1: the question though is like is this her posting it because she needs help or is this someone else posting it because they want us to believe that she is unwell and she needed the conservatorship. And the only other thing that I would point to to argue against that is that when she testified to become free and said that whole, she testified for like 20 minutes and explained the whole situation, no one has ever seen a more like lucid, has her shit together, is a smart, functioning human than then. She literally was like, ma'am, I am good at my fucking job. I was teaching dancers dances. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can, like, no one was letting me leave my house to get my nails done. Like, all these, like... Oh my God, that makes me really upset
0: because that's a really good point
1: that they can make these crazy-ass
0: captions. They say, Brittany, here, pose in the shower. They take the photos, and right. then they go and take her phone. They're posting about Jamie Lynn, so everyone's like, wait, what the fuck is in her head? Like, she's going crazy.
1: <gasps> but when she testified, which is, like, one of the few times people had, like, seen her, the recording, like, listen to that testimony. You can tell she's definitely really nervous, yeah. and she's talking fast, yeah. but she is fucking lucid and on it. She is making perfect sense, and is like, "Ma'am, like, what I've been through is absolutely insane, like they're forcing me to do this they're forcing me to take drugs they're forcing me to be in therapy that I don't even believe in they're forced like I they were telling me because of the pandemic that everything was closed and they wouldn't let me go out to like do things for myself like get my nails done or get a massage or something and then I'd see the cleaning ladies come into my house with their nails done so she's like what the actual fuck guys like the nail salons open when she was testifying did she say anything about social media um I would have to I don't remember I not that I remember but she could have it was it's a long like 20 25 minute thing because People questioned
0: when, like, this was back when she was, like, posting those dancing videos, the spinning videos. Mm
1: -hmm. And people
0: thought someone was making her do that.
1: Right. So, like, if she said
0: anything about social media, I'd be interested to hear, like, if it could somehow connect to this. Like, oh, they would take my phone. I didn't even run my own social media. They would post whatever they wanted. Pictures of me from my phone would just end up on social media. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't know if she really said that. I do know, though, when... In the beginning of the Free Britney movement, when everyone was like, wait, we haven't seen her in a long time. Like, this conservatorship is still going on. Like, is she okay? Where is she? She then would post on her Instagram and be like, hey, I know you guys are worried about me, but like, don't worry, I'm fine. I'm happy. And she wasn't. She was still in the conservatorship miserable. So like, there's a history of her posting things that she's not in control of posting. At times, I I just learned this on TikTok, but the sign for when you're like kidnapped and you need help and they make you make a video is you put your hand in fists. And in those videos, her hands in fucking fists. It's scary. That's one, like, I'm not well about this. Like, this is all really scary and dark, and I just need to know what's going on.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you definitely sold me that something's going on more than what yes. I thought before.
1: And they turned off her comments on all the things she's posted recently. Because people were in the comments being like, Brittany, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? But if she doesn't have access to her phone, why the fuck, like... Why? Because I, th- I think it just fuels the narrative, right? Like, because I didn't know something was going on till I read the comments and I'm like, wait, is she okay? Like, mm-hmm. the theory, what people are saying on TikTok is we should get like something trending that's so crazy that like they have to address it. Like, literally get RIP Britney Spears trending so that they have to be like, guys, she's alive and f- fucking prove it, you know? So, if you want to help, I guess. No, I-,
0: I feel really like that's like super morbid. I feel. No, I, it is.
1: It, It is icky, it is. I mean, that's just factually what it is. All right. And I hope she's okay and I hope she knows that there's people out there that love her and support her. And ugh, I could go in a hole about this for literally hours. Last night, that's all I was doing was watching TikToks about this. I'll have to go look. You have to. Um, Okay, well, I think this was a successful good ramble. (laughs) All right, let's be honest. The most
0: important person on your holiday list is your dog. And if you're doing last minute holiday shopping for your dog, I strongly consider checking out Embark DNA. So Embark allows dog owners to learn more about their dog's health and their breed mix with the highest rated DNA test on the planet. So up top, we just like to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting She's All Batch. And we really want our listeners that have a dog and want to check this out to go to EmbarkVet.com. Using code She's All Batch will get you free shipping and save $65
1: which is a lot of money, low-key. That's actually a huge savings with our code. But yeah, so I've told you guys about Embark before because I have a dog named Holly, and I'm obsessed with her, and she's the cutest, most sweetest dog in the world. And she is just... Always so nice to me, so I'm like I should Mm -hmm. be nice to her back and do this DNA test to figure out if there's a way that I can help her more. Because like I said, guys, the DNA test screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across 350 breeds. So my dog Holly is a purebred Cavalier, so I wasn't really interested in her breed makeup, but we found some information um, about her health genetics that was actually incredibly helpful and helps us kind of look out for signs of a disease that she is genetically predisposed to. So, We will know now if we start seeing signs immediately what to do and step in, which otherwise without Embark DNA test, we would not have had that.
0: And I know you're saying that you don't have an interest in the breed test because you know she's 100% Cavalier, but my family dog, my sister, true story, like lost the paperwork when we got him and we never knew fully what he was. Like he was a black lab, but like he was so husky in the snow would like look like a wolf in the snow. And I always would have, I mean, he's no longer alive. R.I.P. Mickey, but yeah. I would have loved to know like exactly what his full breed mix was. So that's a really cool thing that they offer there as well.
1: Totally, it's fun, especially if you do have a rescue dog and you have no clue what sort of combinations could be within your dog. It's I think it's just like interesting and fun to see and you can probably better train and like be with your dog if you know like what their background is. But and also another fun thing they do is they have a relative finder with the DNA test. You will have the ability to kind of find other relatives for your dog around the country which i just think is so cute and fun wouldn't that be like a fun little play date if holly could find a brother or a sister i would love it no that would be amazing and i think it's so cute
0: it's like oh we have the day with holly's sister today yeah can't make plans with anyone else good way to make friends for yourself too this is why we love embarkvet.com because 72 percent of Pup parents are puzzled when it comes to their dog's breed, and I think it's about time to end these guessing games, don't you think? I think so. For sure. So this holiday season, give the dog lover in your life something they won't expect. Or give yourself, honestly, the Mm -hmm. gift that you will love, the chance to decode your dog. It's the perfect time to shop for an Embark dog DNA test. Right now Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and their purebred kit. For She's All Batch listeners. So you can go to EmbarkVet.com, promo code She's All Batch, save $65, get free shipping, and learn about that dog of yours.
1: Yeah, your dog will be so happy.
0: All right, guys, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You know the drill. That's when you guys send in your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. Let's read some. So this one came in last week when Mikey Planeta's interview was live, Jackie did a lovely job chatting with Mikey. This person writes, In honor of Mikey being the guest on today's podcast, I'm resubmitting my Bachelor Encounter. So I guess I missed it the first time around. (laughs) Sorry. Last year, I was at work, a resort in Destin, Florida, and was walking to the bathroom. I walked past these two handsome tall men, and as I passed them, I think... Wait a second. They look familiar. I turned around and am instantly convinced this is Mikey P. and Andrew Spencer. But couldn't be certain because they were headed to the gym, so their backs were turned. I freaked out and told my co-worker, who also watches The Bachelor, and she's like, just walk into the gym. Great idea. Like, why just Brilliant. Follow them? Groundbreaking. As I exit the office and head towards the gym, Mikey is right there on the phone and I am starstruck. He politely smiles and hangs up. Like, Hopefully the conversation was done. He then says, let me grab Andrew. I was in shock. They offered to take a photo with me. They were so sweet and so handsome. I just couldn't believe that happened to me at my job. I had just listened to a Game of Roses episode seconds before this encounter. And hopefully you also listened to a She's All Batch episode as well. I love double whammy bachelor
1: encounters. When you think you're just getting one. And then you get two. I know. Um, And... After meeting Mikey last week, like, this does not surprise me at all that they were so nice and kind and willing to take pictures with you. Um, Mikey could not have been nicer. I'm obsessed with him now. And quite frankly, like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I remembered him from Katie's season and whatever. But, you know, when you, I think back of Katie's season, I don't immediately think of Mikey. I'm like, oh, there's so many other people. But he, I'm obsessed with him now. He's so sweet. He's such a little gem. Love him.
0: I want to know who he's on the phone with and did he just like hang up on them a la Lauren hanging
1: up on Heidi when she gets the job at Bolt House or like
0: was the conversation over?
1: I'm sure the conversation was over. He would never hang up on someone. He's too polite. No. This next one's about Colton
0: and we in it over a year of doing this, I don't think we've ever gotten one about Colton.
1: No. Not that I can think of.
0: Okay. Hi, Stephanie. I had my first Bachelor encounter ever and was so excited to send this to you guys. I went to a small event in Vegas where Louis Capaldi was going to sing a few songs. The songs he ended up singing were just ended up being his top three hits, in case you were wondering. I was. Thank you. When he started singing, I noticed a big group came in on the side door to a more private area. I kept listening to the first song, which was a romantic song, and two people from the group got... All the way to the front and started dancing while hugging. That's when I noticed it was Colton Underwood. Him and his fiance looked so happy and in love dancing and kissing. After Lewis was done with his three songs, my husband encouraged me to go and ask for a picture. I was so nervous, but a group closer to them asked him first. So I just joined in and felt less awkward. (laughs) Did you get in the stranger's picture? Yeah,
1: they got in the picture with other people. I don't know. That's weird. I
0: totally forgot what type of small talk we had, but he was super nice and extremely good looking. Here's a pic for proof. Not like I needed it. I believe this story, you got lots of detail. Yeah, but I want to see if she's Um,
1: there with the other people or if it's just her and Colton. So the the picture is just her and Colton.
0: He's wearing a button-up, like, V-neck silky shirt. Ooh. He looks very handsome. I don't see any other person, like crowd around them, so I think she was able to steal him away. She could steal him for a second. Good. So that was good that she did that. Love your guys'
1: podcast and hope I get more encounters to share. Me too! Yeah, me too. Well, that's such a good one for your first encounter. Um, You know, Colton has had quite a journey, and I'm happy that he's happy. It seems that he's doing really well now. Good for him. This next one is about Bob Guinea. I mean, who is
0: even I... Even though I haven't watched Bob Giddings' season, he's like a a lead from literally
1: 2004.
0: Love, okay. He's super cute. My mom, aunt, cousin, and I went to the Deal or No Deal show, and the host was Bob Guinea. What? No, he's not. I guess this is like... Maybe it
1: was like a guest host situation? Yeah, he was a
0: great host. A guy in the audience was yelling rude things at the contestant on stage, and Bob called him out and got security to kick him out. After the show, as we were leaving, he was walking by, and we stopped him to tell him how great he did, and we asked for a picture, and he was very sweet about it. That's so cool. I like that he he stood up for the um the bullied guy. What bullied guy? The guy that was getting bullied by the the contestant, the bullied guy.
1: I the guy that was like, getting bullied. What is this story? I feel like I heard a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone took a picture, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you were just dazed off in the beginning. Sorry, of the story. I blacked
1: out. What happened? Tell me. <laughs> a guy
0: in the audience was yelling rude things at the contestant on stage, oh. and Bob got him kicked out. So he was protecting. The guy who was bullied.
1: And then they took a picture.
0: Then they took a picture later.
1: Oh, okay. It's just aftermath. I missed that yeah. beginning part. Um, good for him. <laughs> There's no room for that in a live taping of no. a show. Come on.
0: Is Bob Guinea the new Howie Mandel? Because someone didn't send me that memo. <laughs> I think definitely not. Okay, because it's the last episode of the season, I'm going to do it. A fourth one. We usually cut it off at three. Okay. Hi. I wanted to give you one of my only bachelor encounters. I went to a concert at Coors Field in Denver in 2018. It was Morgan Wallen, John Party, and Luke Bryan. It was amazing. That's the concert lineup. Mm-hmm. Anywho's, I was walking back to my seat after grabbing a couple more beverages, and I ran into Lace, A.K.A. Loose, and her then serious boyfriend. Do you remember him? They dated for a while. I don't remember him. No. I mean, if he wasn't. Public on the show. But that's okay. Lace looked a little drunk and he looked pissed. Then (laughs) months later, Lace announced that she was not drinking anymore while they dated. These two called it quits months after that and she started to show drinks on her Insta again. I was always so curious if she chose to quit drinking to kind of appease him. And these actions kind of made me think that was the case.
1: I mean, seems like it. Obviously, like, we'll never know, but two plus two is equaling four. I guess it does, but you know what? I think
0: Lace has matured quite a bit over the years, and if she wants to have a drink, girlfriend can have a drink.
1: Yeah, she drank on paradise, maybe, like, maybe they
0: decided as a couple we just don't want to drink anymore, and then she's no longer with him, so she wants to again. True. To each their own. Should we do a
1: fifth? Wow, let's be crazy. Let's do a fifth. You know, I'm just, like, in the holiday spirit of giving. Yeah, you really are in the holiday spirit this year. Okay, so on
0: a recent episode, you guys were talking about Ben F. and his wine. That was a bachelor encounter Mm -hmm. when he did the wine signing. I remembered this little tidbit. It's not that juicy, but still. So his aunt, maybe his great aunt, is my grandmother's best friend. Wait, what? Thank you. Okay,
1: well, hold on. I'm trying to do like the family tree in my head. Okay, (laughs) got it.
0: Thank you for explaining that. One time she was at my grandma's house when I was, and I was watching a later season, and she talked about how her nephew, or her great-nephew, I mm-hmm. <laughs> can't remember, was on it, and the whole family was less than enthused about the mess he made and how he made himself look so bad. His aunt, whatever she is, is also the judgiest woman I have ever met. That could have just been her opinion, and not the opinion of the whole
1: fam. Got it. Ooh, a judgy <laughs> aunt, or a great-aunt. <laughs> Good to know that those genes are in Ben's family.
0: Guys, you you heard it here first. Ben (laughs) F. has a judgy aunt or great aunt.
1: Yeah, that's going to be all over us weekly (laughs) tomorrow. Because that's groundbreaking information. No, this is a good one, though. It's, no, it's funny. So Thank cute. you for submitting it. I love that. Gave us a little chuckle.
0: I love that, like, you're at your grandma's house watching The Bachelor, and she's like, oh, by the way, my great nephew was The
1: Bachelor. Like, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. What are the odds? I know. And then to be, talk about it so negatively.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? She's probably the great aunt, which means she's further removed from the family, right? Doesn't a great aunt mean that? Or Well, it, it means, means like, older? it's his parents' aunt, if it's your great aunt. Oh. Hmm. So it's like your grandma's a, sister is your great aunt. But I assume you would be closer to your aunt versus your great aunt.
1: No, totally. I think in most families, yes. I actually have a great aunt who never got married or had any kids, so we kind of treat her like a second grandma. But I don't think that's the norm. Oh. I think that normally, like, everyone branches out to their separate, like, grandchildren trees, you know? Is she is she judgy, your great aunt? Um, like, kind of, yeah. She used oh, to be. Oh, my God. She used to Weird. be, but now she's, like, too old, so she has dementia. So now she's not judgy at all. Aww. She's really nice because she forgets. It's hard. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um,
0: okay. Well, those are all <laughs> the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you want more Bachelor Encounters, guess the fuck what? You could sign up for Patreon because in the beginning of January, we're dropping a Patreon episode all about Bachelor Encounters. It's a whole segment. Yeah. I wanted to give you a little taste of, like, a lengthier Bachelor encounter segment here but this is nothing compared to the episode.
1: Nothing. It pales in comparison. So pale, needs a tan. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, I know you guys are probably heartbroken when you heard in the beginning of the episode that we said this is our last episode of 2022. However, it is not our... That's a lie. It's not our last episode of Mm -hmm. 2022. We lied to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But it's our last episode on the She's All Badge podcast. We are releasing more content on the she's all patch patreon so that is conveniently being dropped On the week that we are not going to be releasing a regular podcast,
1: yeah. So if you are really missing us next week and you're like, "Oh my god, I just need to hear Jackie and Stephanie speak to each other," and I need to osmosis and feel like they're speaking to me, you can check out our Patreon. We're gonna have a superlatives episode, which is really fun. It's most cringiest moments of 2022. It's the best moments of 2022. It's the favorite peoples of 2022. Least favorite? Did we do least favorite? Probably not because we're to be nice. But um, break all ups, the different things. Yeah, breakups, stuff. feuds, best feuds of 2022. So there's a lot yeah, in there. we're
0: reliving some of the, those crazy juicy moments that we talked about during the year. So mm-hmm. it's a really fun one. Yeah. And also if you're joining for the first time, then you can go back and listen to all of our other amazing things. So exactly. that'll get you through the week like that.
1: I hope that, so. You know, like
0: Christmas break week. I think when so. When you have like Aunt Sheila staying with you and you're like, I need to go in the other room. Exactly. You know? No, I totally know.
1: So check that out guys and like
0: sign up for a month and see how you feel like if in (laughs) in a month you feel it's like see how you feel like your acne will clear up you're gonna sit up a little bit straighter Mm -hmm. you're probably gonna lose five pounds yeah like a lot of things are gonna happen in your life when you sign up for the She's All About Podcast and if you don't like it, Unsubscribe. cancel in a month. But I think give it a shot. Let us get you through the holiday season. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, it's I a good New it. Year's
1: resolution. New year, new you. And the new you is someone who is a member of the She's All About Patreon.
0: I think that's a good resolution because it's like,
1: I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to do something
0: that makes yeah, me happy. That's true. And so often I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I don't want to spend money on this or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to make myself happy. Treating yourself this year. Okay, guys. If you told me in the beginning of this year that we'd be rounding out 2022 with Blake Moynes as our guest, I probably wouldn't have believed you. But I'm pretty happy to say that we have Blake Moynes as our final guest of 2022. Thank you for coming on, Blake. Thanks for I'm excited having to me. having you. Let's just dive on in. What do we say?
3: Sure.
0: You are one of the few people in Bachelor Nation to have done two seasons. My biggest question is, how did that go about coming back? Like, do they approach you? Did you ask? Like, what was that situation?
3: Um, so it was as soon as, so I was anticipating why I was planning to go to Paradise. The paperwork was done. All that was already set up.
0: Instead of Katie season?
3: But yes. Then as soon as Katie was announced as a bachelorette, that's when I called them because I wanted to go to meet her. So she was oh. in, when I made the switch, I called to pursue her
0: wow i didn't know that that's interesting so they were like jackpot we love a no, mid-season I, entrance
3: yeah uh, surprisingly um it took a lot of actual back and forth because i the, the season prior um you saw what happened i think with heather and how it was kind of yeah. a disaster and that didn't and mm-hmm. were very they were looking out for her and her best interest they were very um I would say concerned, but they wanted to make sure that I was going on there for truly, you know, to meet her and be serious about that, to to be serious about meeting her. And it wasn't just about, you know, being a stunt. Um, And so we had a lot of back and forth and I really talked to them as to why um, I thought we would be a great fit and why we hit it off and what I really liked about her. And um, finally it, it, it ended up happening and I ended up going there and I wasn't necessarily wrong in my, thoughts but just long term in real life not so much
0: was there any reason why you came mid-season though versus the beginning that's what I was gonna ask too
3: yeah so I I actually was there um for the start I just wasn't necessarily able to get on as early as I would like
0: because of quarantine or because of them? <laughs>
3: because it was very last minute. As soon as she was announced, it was pretty last minute. So we had to get the paperwork together and all that stuff to make that happen. And so there's the also the quarantine process that it didn't allow me to get on as early as I had liked. Um, but I basically it was on as soon as I could potentially get on.
0: And why did you think she was going to paradise? Did you guys speak?
3: Well, she hadn't been announced yet. So um at that point. I was going to paradise assuming she was, but there was rumors, right? Like she was potentially going to be the bachelorette and there was a couple others in that, in that pool. And um, I reached out to kind of just see what, like is if she would give me any sign as to what she was going to be. And she didn't, she didn't say yes or no to anything. It was just a very fluff answer. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I have no idea what's going to go on here. I'm going to go to paradise. And then as soon as she was announced was when I made the call to. to wow. Paris.
1: Interesting. Yeah. What about Katie that you saw on Matt's season made you think that you guys would be so compatible that you would be willing to risk going to paradise to go pursue her?
3: Yeah. It wasn't necessarily what I saw on, on his season. Um, I liked what she was about in a couple with a couple like instances on that, on that season, but I was at, I was her social media that got me. Um, Mm -hmm. just, um, different out there, her humor, um, I can be vulgar and she can definitely be vulgar. And so I thought we'd, we'd connect on a lot of those fronts. Um. And yeah, I just thought she was really cute. So I just, yeah, she is. Yeah, that was that's what I based on.
0: On KD season, you did an infamous X-rated painting. There's yeah. been speculation of what this painting was. And I I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Can mm-hmm. you confirm what the X-rated painting was on the group date?
3: Yeah. That, um, Mm, yeah it was a well, I, I mean on the, on, Go on, ahead. the episode, on the episode I called it the seeds of life but um yeah it was exactly yeah it was I'll say it yeah. how, yeah. was it
0: semen splatter
3: yeah yeah yes it
0: Beautiful, wasn't real artistic it was it no was it was
3: not, real. It was
0: not ah, real okay oh my god <laughs> I didn't know
3: imagine no
0: imagine that would be really like an act of love
3: yeah act of love for sure definitely that was a hard one to 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 flip around and talked about in front of everybody who
0: persuaded you to do that or did you do that all on your own
3: well it was uh i had already kind of had that image of like because a lot the last year <laughs> the last year i did the you know the clay uh sculpture of the penis movie. oh yeah yeah so listen i was like hey i'm gonna have fun with this i i'm very loose easygoing chill and so a lot of people play it safe yeah have fun with this and so that's why I went that route um and because it's her she appreciated she was laughing and after she's like that was actually so jokes I'm like there's no jokes
0: of is that, that a cool thing kids say now
3: yeah there's not a lot okay. of there's not like there's not a lot of people that I think that could appreciate or pull that off Taysha didn't really like that the, 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 the season prior right so that's how yeah I,
0: Well, did you connect with Taysha? I know you had some connection with Claire. Like, what was your take on when Claire left for Taysha? Because we actually interviewed Jason Foster as well, and he had his whole side. And we feel like the only other person besides Jason was you that was really connecting with Claire at that time, at least.
3: Yeah, it definitely felt like that, too. And that's why Jason and I connected um, on that season, why we still stay in touch, because we kind of felt we were in the same place in some way with Mm -hmm. that got we kind of got blindsided with that um that, that that whole that whole season was so crazy just one thing after another um how do I connect with Tasha uh it took a long time the first conversation I had with her was I was very very upfront just to like listen I came on here very headstrong for Claire and so um the way that she kind of let us down was like okay hey, I'm, I'm open to meeting you but it's going to take a little bit and Tayshia's mm-hmm. like you don't really have time I'm like fair enough but there's no other way around this so mm-hmm. like I can't just mentally make the switch in the flip so we got along great and it was really really fun along the way but it never felt like it was able to get to the serious enough point right before home t- or hometowns where it didn't really make sense but I was convincing myself like just give me that last little shot and then maybe we'll see right but no no
0: not the- did you see the little smidgen of comedy that Tayshia was the one to help you choose rings because I thought that was hilarious that uh, out of they couldn't send Caitlin in to help you they had to send the girl you previously dated like did you think that was funny
3: um you know what the thing was is so there's a bunch edited out where uh, Tayshia and I had a bunch of different little uh conversations along the way up into that point okay so we had connected a bunch throughout that season that didn't that she was very supportive of me along the way and asked a lot of questions. We had a lot of sit down things that just never made it into the show. But she was very involved in in um, basically that whole process and mentoring. And- yeah. So by the end, it just looked like why was she coming in at the end? Where was she all the way? But she was she was involved in that process in that season a lot with just being supportive and but also down breathing down my neck too with some of the decisions I made and stuff too. Just never made it into the season.
1: It's oh, just good that you guys were able to have a yeah. little rapport. It's because I, I was going to ask if that was weird for you, um, going from her, like her season to then being on Katie's season, but she's still there.
3: Yeah, and I think the other part of that too is, um, it would have been uh, so Zach and I were super close, and so that whole relationship alone, like it was just kind of like, hey, this is one of my good buddies. You know, like it, it was so not what you think it would have been. You know what I mean? Like you just. Mm-hmm. You could, he became the focal point, the priority. So that relationship very much just settled into how it was, as a very just cordial, cool friendship that I had mm-hmm. with him.
0: Yeah, doing. you admitted to reaching out to Claire before the show, which I thought you won my heart when I thought that was really sweet that you did that. Did you ever reach out to Claire after the show when her and Blake, uh, her and Dale, broke it off?
3: No. um No, i mean everyone connects kind of after we had chatted after but it was more about um i think she didn't necessarily love how things went for her on that season and maybe how things looked and stuff so there was like not such apologies but i think more explanations because i i think that she felt like she left the uh left um not left (laughs) um let, let, let people down, laugh people down. That's
0: what I thought you were going to say.
3: <laughs> Sorry, you shouldn't have popped in earlier there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and so, no, we just had conversations kind of after, but it was not in the terms. Uh, and she was still with Dale and Dale was actually in the room with some of those conversations. But, um, oh, well. but yeah, just about, you know, how crazy that season was. I felt like she felt bad about how things went. So I, I think she just wanted to reach out to some of the guys that maybe were affected by that a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: They kind of made a big deal of the fact that you did reach out to her prior, which I feel like to me in this day and age is so crazy. Did you know of other guys that had reached out to her? Or was it really just you? Because I just find it so hard to believe that you were the only person who was doing that.
3: Um, I don't – from my understanding, I have not heard of anyone else that did that. And I know that when I was on that season, that um, started to get out out to some of the guys. And I think some Mm -hmm. of the guys were like, well, you know, no one else did that. Like, what – but I, was like, I don't have to tell you, like, There's there was no a, rules like, in love. It was like, I don't know. I, I, It was three months of waiting around and she was going through shit and she was publicly putting it out there. And so I was just like, hey, well, she's probably going through it mentally. She's a bad guy. She's going on the show. Her mom's not doing well. So it was just a, I don't know.
0: I always have felt bad for Claire and like when she was announced as a bachelorette, I'm like, finally, she's going to get like, she deserves this. She's been through so much. And then it's like the pandemic and I'm like, this would happen to Claire versus any other bachelorette who gets put up on this pedestal. She has to just sit and wait. And yeah. Justice well, for Claire.
3: Yeah. I mean, she looks super happy now. I see all of her posts. Oh, yeah. And um, it looks like everything happened for a reason. Totally. she through a ton, but I feel like things have finally, um, went her way for once, it feels like, and in a great way. So good for her.
0: Totally. You mentioned that she didn't necessarily like how things went on the show. There, She recently spoke out on Caitlin Bristow's podcast saying that, it, alluding to the fact that it, it may have been planned all along, that they were going to push her out and bring Tasha in. Do you, it, I know you probably don't know for sure, but, like, how did it feel to you?
3: Um, It's really, I, I really... I don't know I mean when you're there you I mean it was very clear how now looking back and watching it, because when I was on the show I remember being like there's no way she's leaving with this guy in eight days or whatever it was two weeks um but looking back I'm like she was very very into him um so I I really you know I do, <laughs> I really don't know um
1: well, she didn't even really elude it she literally said Tasha could because Tasha came out the day after she left but there was a quarantine period so Tasha was clearly there. For like, at least two weeks before. And so that would have been literally when Claire started the season. They yeah. had Taysha there.
3: Yeah. I mean, there could have definitely been an anticipation period of, like, seeing how mm-hmm. excited this was. And it's like, how do we make a season out of this? Do we get someone here saying, I I really don't know. I can see fully how you could think either way. I don't mm-hmm. know, though. And it's a good, a good question because I really don't know.
0: Mm. Right. Well. We're keeping the Katie questions to a minimum because I know we talked about this, but the after the final rose with Greg was like a really heated moment. Looking back now, do you think that she was maybe playing up her anger towards him to protect you? Because people looked at the situation like she was building it up to be something that it wasn't there.
3: Um, I know that she was certainly upset with him. And I didn't, I wasn't necessarily anticipating um, it going, listen, she's very headstrong and she was not happy about that whole situation. And I think, you know, too, there's, you know, whatever else was coming out after the season and stuff that really built that up. And she is not one to back down with with anything. If she has a thought, she will let you know that. And so definitely, I don't necessarily know if she was trying to protect me. I think she just truly was not happy with him in the situation and it all came out that way
0: because it reminds me of i don't know if you've even watched seasons in the past but like caitlin bristow chooses sean but she had to d- then downplay nick's um relationship to the point where she was mean to him like she like openly dissed him and like they feuded a lot and she admitted later that she's like i had to do that because i didn't want my man to be like jealous or anything so that's why i was there's some parallels there that i just wondered your take on that
3: yeah i think well i mean we i mean as soon as i showed up there i was super super confident even after all of the things for the most part i mean i definitely there could be maybe some truth to that only because i remember when I had watched that episode that was, would have been hard to, well, it was hard to watch the, the whole, the whole the breakup. Yeah. The the Greg, yeah. The whole Greg breakup leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that on my own. um, And that was hard to watch for sure. Um, only because like, I think it's hard to ignore some of the things that were fully said in that, in that episode that would have been like from her side that would have really made me Feel like oh, okay shit but at the same time I'm I'm an overly confident guy I think so it really <laughs> um you know helped me with that and maybe after her watching that too she because I hadn't seen her since I we'd watched that so maybe it was a, in, in a way a bit of a defense to making me feel better I don't know but I, I really don't know she watched we didn't watch it together she watched we watched that episode different on different times
0: so what happens after you watch that though you're like what the hell
3: yeah um (laughs) you don't have to answer if you don't want to it's uh I I was on my way to get fitted for my suit for um that episode that that episode and so it was fairly last minute when we were able to watch that and I was very calm and I had was able to watch it before her and so um I don't think she loved that I was able to watch it before her. I think it was something we wanted to do together, but the timing of it, I wasn't going to be able to watch. There was some timing issue. Um, yeah, we just had a quick conversation on the phone. Um, that was, I didn't have all the questions to ask on the phone at the time. And I remember being like, I just, I'm going to let you watch it first because I don't want to like ask questions without you watching it. So I'll let you watch it first. And then we can kind of discuss some of those things, but, um, but yeah, it was a weird conversation because there was just naturally some things where I'm like, I remember watching it and being surprised by some stuff.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. What was your understanding of her relationship with Greg while you were on the show versus then watching it back?
3: I was very, very, very confident in our relationship. And I literally like, I was not, when I was on the show, I was not worried in any capacity. Now, I also didn't know to the extent of what was going on. I mm-hmm. just Ad and I was like very it was the most easygoing and relaxed I felt on that show in, in comparison of just being so sure and so I had a lot of fun on that on that season because I felt really uh, like assured with her and I never felt like it was about to an extent where I was like I'm gonna lose this I'm gonna lose her I really felt like it we were great the whole way and I really wasn't concerned about the others um and then when you watch that then it's like okay shit maybe I was a little. <laughs> Like, Maybe my overconfidence and stuff is something I need to work on because nothing's as sure as you have ever thought on this show. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think after was a little bit of like a hesitancy, it was like, okay, shit. um,
0: well, there has to be someone else, I mean, or else they just canceled the season. Like Dale, it certainly. would have been a boring season if we rolled that one out and she just chose that.
3: I knew that the other person was Greg, I knew the other person that she was thinking about was a okay. no Question, I just I was still felt like I was the one over him. And so I was like, don't do your thing and figure things out. But I still felt not a crazy threat when I was there, at least because again, I don't see you. You don't know what's happening. You just know what you're. And so I don't know, it never came up to a point where it was extremely threatening where I was really freaking out about it. Mm-hmm.
1: we've talked to katie a little bit through dms and stuff and we're trying so hard to get her on the podcast mm-hmm. but they keep extending her contract do you know or have an idea of why they would keep doing that as someone who was on that season as well like why won't they let this girl talk to us
3: um well i uh mm-hmm. i don't think it's anything about the season um i i I don't necessarily know where, you know, their relationship is um, between the two, between the franchise and her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would assume it's just because maybe they don't have necessarily a great relationship and maybe they are just concerned about, I don't know, her talking about things that they'd rather her not. But I really like at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't She's like the her. only
1: lead that they have done this to though, which is why it's just been so that crazy. we know of. I mean, who well, knows? Y- yeah, but i since like most leads have spoken on other podcasts Katie's like the only one who can have to silence her I know
3: I mean I guess that time will eventually come right but I I don't there wasn't there's nothing not one big glaring thing that I yeah. I was yeah. also um curious as to why and when that happened um but listen I think you know she she's not scared to talk about things and she's very open about things and I think I don't know just for a franchise it's you know, hasn't had things going so great lately, I just think maybe that would be a reason, but I, I don't, I don't know.
0: On the topic of that, the big news this week is Chris Harrison coming out with a podcast. Have you heard yeah. about it?
3: Yes, yesterday for the first time. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to reveal anything. What is your take?
3: I mean, I'm sure he's going to have, I don't think anything is going to be extreme, but I'm think, I think he'll definitely have tidbits that, would be surprising to to people for sure Mm -hmm. i mean i know what happened on you know one season two seasons and i only know you know (laughs) a very small piece being behind the scenes and and being executive producer and the host and going through all these seasons he definitely has i think really probably interesting pieces of information Mm -hmm. because there's a lot that happens and goes on and so he I don't think you can come out and make a, a statement like that and make it as I mean, you probably can. This show is always over dramatizing everything, but he's got to have some, some great stuff. I would think just maybe not crazy tea that's going to out anybody, but some stuff that I think would, people would find the as, you know, fans of the show for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I have so many
3: thoughts about this. I know I'm
1: like, but I know, like, I but I know have, we're we going to talk about it later. So I'm trying to like hold my tongue. Okay. Cause that's like a whole thing we're going to talk about earlier in the episode, but um, we can move on from it. Cause I have so many thoughts. <laughs> Same. Um, you were asked to be the bachelor. You had to have been. <laughs> yes, you were. No, I wasn't,
3: I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. Okay. I don't
1: believe that. I don't believe <laughs> <you>. honestly. <laughs> There's no, you would have been so good. We were and like, it's okay. I think if we're, we're making your the own, time. If, yeah, you're, yeah, sorry. if you're truly, if we're making you uncomfortable, we, like, no, no, I, don't,
3: I really don't get uncomfortable. I mean, I made a clay penis and a. You
1: know, <laughs> okay. Okay. True. <laughs> I, just I think a at the time season. of the season, though, we were like, Blake would be perfect for it. How could they not pick you? Think,
3: did you say at the end of what season?
1: I mean, uh, the- uh, I've been, been after team Blake since season. day one. <laughs> after all that all played out, maybe that was, who was after? Then they did a Bachelor, yeah, then they did a Bachelor season, right? Who was it? With Clayton. They should have picked you. But I guess they would have filmed Clayton before. I'm trying. My timeline's all messed Wait, up. Wait, I right? know it. <clears throat> no, because they did Katie's, then Michelle, then Clayton. It should have been Blake instead of Clayton. That would have made more sense story wise, I think.
3: I think he had just. I think the filming was already hot. Ha- like
1: yeah, remember he was already up. filming when before Michelle's the season. season was airing. Yeah, so no one even. I remember. Wait, this I'm time. just trying to remember the timing of breakups and stuff, but I guess I don't remember. So there, okay. you were never a contender.
3: I don't think so.
0: You should go into mm-hmm. acting because you're really good at it. I don't believe you.
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> okay, were know. you going to go to paradise this summer, no. and why didn't you?
3: No. Um, well, I have I already had a bunch of the wildlife projects set up during those times that I didn't want to miss out on, but um, it's a it's I it's a lot. Like, at that point, it would have been going on for TV purposes. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like, do I really just want to go on TV? No. Like, do I want – it was just a lot. It would have been a lot to go and do that. Um. It's not as fun as you think. <laughs> like, I didn't
1: yeah. think it was fun, so it, <laughs> that yeah, makes sense.
3: Like, I think a lot of people, are like, you know, take the opportunity. It's, like, it's not that fun. It, I mean, maybe for some people, but, like, for a lot, like, you know, I think I think – with this franchise and what i'm kind of grasping lately over just seeing things play out is i think everyone goes on with the expectation like this is going to go really really great for me like for multiple different reasons and i think there's such a finite small percentage of people that really um can make it successful in some way whether that's a platform or love or whatever and so i think I don't know people chase that and there's i think a lot of people with egos and a lot of confidence and come in and they think it's all going to be great and they're not going to be the villain they're not going to be this and that's why i think you see so many people come off and be upset or lash at the franchise or whatever because it didn't go the way they expected and the edit was this and, that. and so i don't know it's just you know there's it's a risk going on that show totally so, yeah and- so, Especially
1: if you had a good edit prior, I've noticed a pattern that if you've had a few good edits, you're bound for a bad one every yeah. now and then. So you keep rolling the dice every single time.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a way to look at it. Has that popped in my mind? Sure. And so that's the thing is that like, do I just go on there to be on the show and it can maybe look like a complete idiot. Like I just, you know, the went, the reason I went on the last season was to chase somebody that I truly thought was you know, potentially going to be that person. And it looked great for such a long period of time. So do I just like, I don't know, it just seems like such a risk for some what to go on and the best that I find somebody there. I don't know. I think if I ever were to do that, it would be have to be someone there that I really, really wanted. But even then again, like, do I want to go on chasing someone headstrong again? Probably not. I probably should go on with like, a more loose mind frame and like, see what happens type of thing. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's just it's it's see it as a risk and um things are so good right now. So why stir the pot?
0: Totally. Yeah. Were you asked to go to paradise and you said no, or you just didn't even you were asked? I I thought you were going because I actually remember we talked. We were talking about this because you announced something that you were going away for a month in July or June. And I guess that's the project you're referring to. But I'm like, this is a cover up. He's going to <laughs> Mexico. Was it in Mexico or no?
3: No, my thing was not in Mexico. Oh,
0: OK, but I, I remember being like, I totally cracked the case and I was totally wrong. But I that was just wishful thinking. Um, Totally hear you while you... Don't want to roll the dice with that. But if they came and turned to you and said, like, next season, we want you to be the lead, would you consider it?
3: I mean, it's really hard. Like You see things like Clayton season, right? And you're like, again, it's just a massive risk. Like, yeah. I think, you know, that's the least risk that you can take going on. it, And to really find someone, you have, you know, what potential of 30 women you would think that you could figure out and narrow it down to the right person out of that. And so that is enticing in a way to really like have 30 women that really want you. Um, well, you would hope anyways, um, it's, it's, it would be enticing to think about, but it's, I it's not a slam dunk that I think you would think. And I think that goes for a lot of guys. I think yeah. that it's not something that's easily accepted right off the hop anymore. I think it's something you really got to think through because um, it is a lot and it is taxing because a contestant is taxing and after talking to Katie, I know how taxing it is as a lead. And so it's not a simple answer anymore as I think it once was just because you are signing up for a chaos, uh, and a mental, like it's, it's not, it's not that fun.
0: Yeah. Yikes. So no more reality TV at all then.
3: Um, I wouldn't he's say, like
0: I will not say that
3: I wouldn't <laughs> say that I mean there's definitely been other you know things in the works and and discussions of other potential stuff but
0: Discovery Channel with the animals <gasps> that would be so
1: good
3: yeah, so there's been discussion. is that a
1: reality show is that a thing
3: so not that ne- Not. no ne- <laughs> oh, I was
1: like did I miss the promo for this <laughs> new there's show
3: things in the works for sure um I just think maybe the dating reality shows is something that um is maybe behind me but again you, you never know. I won't say never. So. Okay. We'll
1: Speaking yeah. of dating, has anyone from Bachelor Nation slid into your DMs? I'm sure they have. You don't have to share since but you, you should and Katie have broken up. But we're just curious.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's it's never been um it's never been direct. Like it's not been like, hey, I think this, you're so hot. Let it's not anything well, like you
1: that. can't do that. I never do that. I have it's, to, it's, it's always
3: discreet. very like a sneaky, like, um but no, nothing 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 dramatic or drastic. No. And and yeah, no, no, lastly, no.
0: <laughs> okay. Um and any
1: celebrities reach out to you? Like
3: um, no.
0: Okay
1: don't believe that either there's no one in your dms no i reached i was in his
0: dms
3: yeah you You could say me
0: moving forward (laughs) so you when i reached out you said you had just gotten off of a social media break Mm -hmm. were you just feeling like you needed to cleanse yourself of instagram it was too much or what what went into that
3: combination of things uh you know the social media for me is something i force myself to do because it's not a natural thing i think for a 32 year old male to like be on there like trying to like look what I'm drinking like look what's in my coffee this morning like I just it's not so I really gotta force myself to be out there on social media which can be difficult for me um because I'm surprisingly naturally more introvert way more introvert than I am an extrovert and so I don't thrive in that and like showing them yeah it's not for me um I also was just like going <laughs> going through some crazy stuff at the time that maybe one day I'll come out about um but um yeah, it was just a wild time where I just when I was not in, when you're not in a good place mentally or like super super happy, it's hard to get on social media and like put it on for people. Totally. And so if you're not in a mood or you feel just kind of out of it, you, you take a break from the socials. Otherwise, it's just difficult.
0: That's to do. very relatable.
3: Yeah,
0: I would. There's many a times that I would like to do that. Yeah. Um, but you've been posting a lot about all of the work that you've been doing with wildlife conservation I don't quite what is it like called but I'm so inspired by it you do so much amazing stuff can you please tell us about that and, and explain
1: well, the, what it the is, is. <laughs> because we were going back and forth we're like it, wh- what exactly is what's that what's it called
3: so so what's it called? so
0: <laughs> the round
3: I mean, c- conservation can go a bunch of different ways but what I try to focus on is wildlife conservation which is just Exactly what it kind of sounds like in a way where you're conserving, trying to conserve wildlife and wild places from like habitat to actually specific species that are. We try to focus on endangered the most obviously just because there's so many at the brink of extinction right now. Um, But I basically just work with a bunch of different non-profits, making collaborations with them to help highlight and focus on whatever it is they're working on. And there's so many different things happening in the world right now. You know, everything feels like it's just going to shit when it comes to the health of the planet um so i'm actually going to south africa on january 6th i'm I'm doing a very intense um six week anti-poaching course program where i'm doing 16 people get in a year um only runs once a year and i'm basically doing like military style training to become a certified wildlife ranger um for the protection of species so like i don't say elephants and rhino for like their horns and their tusk or like pangolin and so it's it's a very intensive program that I'm a little bit nervous to go and do I won't have cell phone I won't have internet we sleep in the woods in the bush for six weeks
0: wait this is like the show alone
3: (laughs) yeah I mean I'm going to be with some other guys doing this course that I've never met before but um I don't know I think I think there's something powerful about you know I'm this reality TV guy that is, you know, passionate about wildlife and advocates for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I speak very highly of rangers, but I think it's, would be more powerful to put my money where my mouth is. And I'm not this pretty boy sitting, you know, in LA and going on these LA trips. I'm speaking now, you know, as a ranger instead of for them. And I think that that there's something powerful about that, that, um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to go and experience and build character and, and learn more about what it takes to protect wildlife. So. As
1: a ranger, like what do you do? Like if you is basically like you see someone poaching and you're like, hey, don't do that. Or like, what is the actual actionable tasks?
3: Yeah. So the i I, the scope of a ranger alone is the protection of wildlife, which would mean you're constantly looking over and reporting on wildlife in certain reserves or whatever it is. But you're 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 armed, and all what you're looking for is usually tracking. You're either tracking. a a poacher um you're doing patrols around these reserves making sure that no one's coming in or out um and you're just yeah i mean you're protecting wildlife and you're armed and you have to be ready to Now, this chorus like you know i was watching the video on the preparation all stuff like you need to be ready to pull the trigger if something happens like there is it's full-on combat like it's not these poachers don't take things lightly and it's very very serious they don't have a lot to live for in a lot of these situations and that's why they're resorting to poaching with these mm-hmm. kits and things that really put the pressure on them so um yeah it's uh you're you're protecting wildlife and putting your mm-hmm. life on for them so it's intense and we're gonna see how it goes but I'm looking forward to it I'm excited in some way I mean in that's really way. admirable no, that's awesome. really cool that
0: you're doing that best of luck and good to know that you're going to be off social media for six weeks so we we won't get concerned
3: yeah well, no I'll, I'll put a post up to okay. like that I'm gonna be, yeah out in the rhubarb there doing doing some things in Africa
0: so you have a lot of cool stuff going on is there anything else that you want to plug where can our fan our listeners find you is there anything that you're anything to donate to for the wildlife I know you're always pushing something.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah I mean I think that's the one thing that you know social media is is a hard it's hard to navigate because the things that I care about the most not necessarily people people don't necessarily care about it like I do, right? And so I'm constantly like asking for either donations or to sign this petition or this and that. But when it comes down to it, you know, I think I realize that I went on a show once and, you know, things will fade off eventually. And I know this isn't forever. And as much as, you know, a lot of people think that it's going to last forever, it doesn't. And so I'm just trying to make the most of the time that I do have and do as much good as I can so that when I'm done all this, it wasn't all about me, me, me. And um, so, you know, when these petitions, petitions pop up and things like that, um, I'm grateful for the people that do, you know, take the two seconds to sign them and things like that, because it does affect us and humanity. And so $5, $2 here, I advocate for maybe way too many different campaigns for wildlife, but it's hard to say no. And I know it can kind of dissolve and kind of, people are like, oh God, another rhino post, like, dude. And it's like, I know, but it's like, it's what I care about. So it's what I post about. Um, you can, yeah, just keep up on the stories. If there's something that's close to you, sign away $2 here or there. Um, but yeah, just follow up on posts. I mean, I have a Mowgli Moines fund that goes more towards Canadian wildlife, but um, yeah, just follow me and you'll see, you'll get enough uh, opportunities to, to support where you can.
0: And there's never too many rhino posts. Don't, feel like, pe- do people actually
3: mm-hmm. say that to you? Uh, well, I, you know, I think there's a dra- like dramatic difference between me posting something with my shirt off and then posting something that's actually meaningful, you know, and the engagement on those posts mm-hmm. is very telling as to what people, you know, really care about, which is, you know, unfortunate. Um, and so I force myself to post things that girls want to see just because um I do it almost because it helps
1: the rhinos you're really just circling back to save the causes you care about like
3: like those the last posts you've probably seen of me like where they're more like model shots so I've been asked a couple times to do these you know modeling type things and I always shut them down because I'm like it's not me I get so awkward I just Mm -hmm. I can't like (laughs) can't do it so when i post those things like i throw my phone because i'm just like i can't even like i it's not me you know what i mean when i post that stuff so
1: you should post like modeling shots but it's a swipe and then the last one is like about the rhinos
3: something like people
1: take your shirt off with a rhino
3: yeah yeah i I need your strategy because i mean
0: we'll definitely come up with a marketing campaign i really think we (laughs) could do a lot more for everything that you're doing if you just take your shirt off so right
3: right yeah, well, I'm working on on ways to you know figure that out, but it's just not that simple.
0: So. Wait, and you shaved your head? Can we just briefly talk about that?
3: Yeah, that was uh, a big
0: deal. Everyone was talking about it.
3: I, I know they were. Um, <laughs> it was. I feel like I feel like in time I'm going to go bald no matter what. Like I started losing at the back, and I really started realizing I was losing at the back on Claire's season when I and when I was I was stre- stress balding like crazy. I remember being in the shower. Mm-hmm. Claire season. So stre- I just was very overwhelmed with everything going on. I didn't know the stress balding was a thing and then I found it. It was because I'm like, I was in the shower and it's actually like, it's like, I have way more hair on my hand. Like what is going on? And I think like I was truly just so stressed out, but I feel like in time, my grandpa's bald, I feel like I'm going to go bald. So if I just shave my head, it's just like an easy transition. And right. like, she doesn't look that bad. So I'm like, okay. And it's easier, no product in my hair, any of that. So I'm just going to stick with it.
0: I like it. Nice. And I think the response was very positive. So bravo. Thank
3: Kill you. Kill two
0: birds with one stone. Now we just need to get the wildlife in there. Sometimes. Right, right.
3: Yeah, exactly. For the
0: rhinos. In the shower. Wasn't <laughs> there a shower one recently? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that you're at is just at Lake Moines, right?
3: Just at Lake Moines. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Slide into the DMs. Apparently there's no one in there. So right. you guys will really stand
0: it's dry in there.
3: there. No one in there. No.
1: Well, thank you so much for rounding out
0: our final interview of the year. This has been really fun and we really liked hearing everything you had to share. And thank you so much for getting up and taking the time
1: to, did we wake you up?
3: No, feel- no, no. It's okay. I, I, got, I got my coffee in, and I, I feel good now. And it took five minutes to get into it, but we're we're okay now. So are
1: you? are in the West Coast. I didn't even real. You had said LA at one point. I'm like, it's actually way earlier for you. This is oh no.
3: Crazy. I'm, in, I'm in the Toronto area right now.
1: Oh, I what like, time is okay.
3: it? It's the same one time. hour
1: behind or the same? Oh, I don't know.
3: Nine nine forty three right now. Oh,
0: okay. So we're same, same time for, for us. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, if you were LA and you're getting up at six for us, that's, a, we've
1: that's only had nice. one person, Eric Bigger did that. He got up at six and we get up at nine for this and he was more awake than we were. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's okay. It's the earliest podcast I've done, but you know, during the coffee, it, it's good. It's like wake good, up,
1: have your coffee with stimulating us. Stimulating conversation.
0: This. Let's do this every morning. This is such a great way to wake up. Um, well, do you celebrate Christmas? What holidays are coming up for you? <laughs>
3: Just, yeah i have my portuguese christmas on christmas eve and then really it's just a preparation for the south africa stuff that's the only thing that's on my mind because it's really kind of freaking me out. was coming really quick so christmas i probably won't even do new year's you can't drink i can't drink without having a three-day hangover anymore and i can't mm-hmm. be in a south africa three-day hangover when i'm going to be you know basically in the military it feels like yeah. so, so i don't know i don't know what i'm going to do for new year's but um as you get older it just doesn't have the same
2: hype you know
0: Oh, no, I'm staying home. I'm not doing anything. Um, but I wanted to wish you a happy Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And again, thank you so much for chatting Great. with us. This is going to come out on Thursday. So I'll send you the link. Go check it out.
3: Perfect. Okay, cool. Okay, thank, thank you. It, it
0: was Bye, nice you. Thank you. Bye. And guys, that is our show, our last show of 2022. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And if you like what you hear, you know what to do. Go rate us five stars. Um, at the time of this recording, we're still 4.6, but we got we a, did get a lot of, of new reviews and new ratings. So we see you, we hear you, we love you. Wow.
1: Yes um what else make sure you check out the Facebook group make sure you check out our Patreon what else? oh Oh, yeah especially here's something good to share so see you next year not gonna see you guys till next year I love those jokes um but actuality this is our last episode for the calendar year but if next week you're just like Ugh, I hate my family and I don't want to do this anymore and I'm stressed and I'm just like, oh, where is she's all batch? You can go to our Patreon because we're going to be dropping an episode there next week and it is superlatives of 2022. So kind of rounding up best moments, best people, best things. Cringiest it's a fun time. Moments, Cringiest moments. Biggest
0: villains. Mm-hmm. Like, good stuff. Really yeah. fun
1: stuff. So, you can check us out over there if you miss us so much and you're like, I can't go two weeks without you. Which I understand. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be on our Patreon listening to the Superlatives episode. Me too, obviously. Also, like, I was getting really
0: emotional last night just thinking about that. I saw, like, some kind of meme graphic online and it was like the holidays are a really jolly time for people but it's also a really lonely time and i just want to say to you guys like i love that we've made this community and i hope you guys have found friends in us also, but also friends within mm-hmm. each other and know that if you are feeling lonely this holiday break i hope that you can like come to our community and like either listen to a podcast or go on the facebook group or dm me or jackie and i hope that you feel less alone this holiday season because you guys truly are Friends of the show, oh, that was so nice. I just wanted everyone to feel that. I mean, I, 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 like got really emotional yesterday. Just I don't know. We're all here for each other, yes. so please know that if you're not having the most ideal situation this holiday season, that you
1: have friends right here absolutely yes our dms are always open if you want to chat and if you are still looking for a holiday gift for a dog lover which like if you are you better get on it because you are late my friend you can go to embarkvet.com and use code she's all batch and that will get you 65 dollars off an embark dog dna test so right now there's a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and their purebred kit for all she's all batch listeners Go check it out. Last-minute gift, an amazing idea, but you got to go soon because, come on. And you know what?
0: Even if it's not, like, a Christmas or a holiday gift, like, it could also be your New Year's resolution. Like, I want to focus more on health overall for myself Mm -hmm. and my dog. And in order to do it for my dog, I need to get a kit to really make sure we're up to speed. So, like, it doesn't just have to be a gift. Totally. So, um, it could just be a good thing that you're doing for you and your pup.
1: Absolutely. Like I said, we found out information about Holly that – Could be concerning, but we're kind of prepared now, and we are looking for the signs, and she's going to be good. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so anything else?
0: Follow She's All Batch, follow Jackie Maroney underscore. My birthday's coming up. You guys can all start working on your joint birthday gift. Mm Mm-hmm. See you next year. See you next year. And for the last time in 2022, bye,
2: bitches!